All right. Today is the day that it's time to discuss the Hall of Fame ballot. We've got Dylan, James, Nico, and Henry. We're going to break down this year's ballot as well as give a shout out to new Hall of Famer Jim Leland. So let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Side Retired, the only podcast, Dylan, James, Nico, and Henry. And today is Hall of Fame Day for us as we will be taking an in-depth look into the class of 2024. Obviously, shout out and big congrats to Jim Leland, who got in via the managers, umpires, and executives committee ballot later this past weekend. However, we're going to look at the BBWAA, and that is the guys that played in the major leagues for at least 10 years. They must get 5% to stay on the ballot, and they must get 75% to become elected. And Henry, I'll come to you first because we were discussing this before we actually hit record. This year's ballot kind of sucks. Yeah, and I was I was in a real emotional conundrum before the just trying to just before the podcast started, just trying to decide whether I am willing to swallow my pride because I I'm a proud big hall guy, right? I think that inducting one guy a year is no fun but at the same time this year is either guys who are off the ballot first year or steroid users so at some point you sort of have to swallow your pride as a guy who's sort of avoided inducting steroid users at some point you just sort of have to accept that it was a part of the game and move on sadly things we love to see but there is one guy that i think for sure will be getting at least 90% on the ballot, if not higher than that. And that is former Boston Red Sox, former Texas Ranger, former Seattle Mariner and Los Angeles Dodger. Adrian Beltre, Nico, you got to see him for a year when he was with the Red Sox. For sure, first ballot? Yeah, for sure, first ballot. It's not even close. I mean, he is kind of the model for a long career. I mean, the guy was successful everywhere he went. Went, played for Boston in 2010, and that's kind of like the start of like when he revitalized his career and had like that second big burst. After that, I mean, I think he had three straight All-Star games, Boston, Texas, twice. The guy is just exactly what you see as one of those great for a long period of time for the Hall of Fame because he was just consistently good for 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. First ballot, 3,000 hits. 1,500 runs, 477 home runs, 93 war, new stats, old stats. He's still for sure one of the best third basemen to ever play the game. But there are a couple of returning guys that are each in that 60-ish percent last year. So the question will be, do they get the boost? And James, I'll come to you on this one. That is the Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner, Todd Helton trio, who all in theory have a shot at getting elected this year. A, do you think they get elected? And B, would you elect any of the three? Yeah, I think Jones and Wagner have to be locks. Uh, Helton just doesn't really have the stats, uh, especially in an era uh, like the steroid era that he played in, especially in the ballpark uh, course field that he played in his entire career. Um, He just never really amassed the home runs, uh, nor the hits, nor the accolades um, that would be required to to be worthy of a Hall of Fame uh, induction. I think he was a very, very good player. Um, I think that he was, you know, a, a very key player for the Rockies, but I don't think he's uh, baseball Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, but then when we look at Wagner and Jones, uh, both um, standouts of their position uh, during their time played, 
Uh, Jones, a 10-time gold glover. Wagner, uh, a career 2-5 uh, ERA guy. I mean, uh, the premier closer of his, like, 17-year career. Uh, if it isn't for Mariano Rivera, uh, who he had to pitch alongside literally the entire time he was in the league. Um, but, uh, but yeah, both those guys uh, were worth the top uh, of their position group uh, for really probably t- 10 to 12 years uh, of their career. Wagner, you could argue for 14 or 15 years. Um, and so, yeah, I think both those guys uh, will get the bump uh, at 75%. I like it. And then let's transition also to the elephant in the room when it comes to this ballot, and that is Barry Bonds is no longer on it, which means that the BBWA has made their stance. They don't want steroid guys in the Hall of Fame. Yet Manny Ramirez still is. Alex Rodriguez is, in a way, Gary Sheffield in his last year has ties, and he's on there. Andy Pettit is still on there. So there is a chance that Alex Rodriguez makes the Hall of Fame. I don't think it happens this year. In fact, I don't think it happens, period. But are we on this Zoom, I think, a unanimous sweep now that Henry has flipped that steroid guys should be let into the Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go, Henry, go. I want to hear your conundrums. (laughs) There There are too many of them. Like, you would be do- like, if it's all about preserving the history of the game, right? That's like the Hall of Fame's like goal. That's their mission statement. There are too many great players who use steroids that you can't wipe them away from like the history of the game. So you sort of gotta cave in. The question yeah. I have though is how do you how do you let A Rod in if you don't let Bonds in? Oh, you do- they made their stance. Like you can't you, now. Now that Bonds isn't let in, he was the greatest steroid user of all time, right? And mm-hmm. he's alleged. like greatest alleged, greatest yeah. steroid user of all time, greatest alleged. So, um. So now that now that he hasn't been let in, they can't let anyone else in, right? Like that's that's sort of the line that they've drawn. However, in like in the in the vote of public opinion, like I think most of these guys are getting let in. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing the thing of should versus will, I mean, Alex Rodriguez is not going to get in for every reason Henry just said. The simple reason that they already made their stance and there's people who still need walkers to go and make their votes, going and casting these votes for steroid users, alleged steroid users. I mean, A-Rod was the best third baseman and shortstop of all time. I mean, he was arguably one, he's a top five player of all time. And the fact that Yes, he took steroids that he's probably one of the ones he did test positive multiple times. But for what he did for baseball as a player, for you cannot t- talk about the 2000s and the 2010s without bringing up Alex Rodriguez. I mean, when when everything's said and done, he's a top five player of all time. And for you to just go and not let someone like him go in, when we're going to talk about later on this podcast, a guy who cheated that people are just going to imagine never happened in a couple of years because Carlos Beltran, just because he didn't put something in his butt, is just not going to get any, is going to get forgotten, even though they bang trash cans like they were a freaking fifth grade school teacher. Like, it's just ridiculous. I think the interesting thing with Beltran, and we can get to that, James, now is our resident Houstonian, but what do you do with Beltran? It doesn't, I don't think he's getting in. Because last year, I think his counting stats alone are borderline, and I think he would have gotten there. It would have been very similar to how Tim Raines or Larry Walker didn't get in first time, but they did get in. But there is a sense that I think Beltran's being slowed down by the Houston Astros cheating scandal, but I don't think it's going to be the thing that prevents him from getting in. Altuve will be fascinating 10 years from now, because there have been more rumors that Altuve's been cheating for the last five years of his career. 
versus Carlos Beltran, his 2017 season did not impact his Hall of Fame case. But James, your thoughts on the whole issue? Uh, yeah, I think I think that will definitely be held against Beltran. I don't know how many years. Um, I do think that he's past borderline and fringy. I do think he's pretty has a pretty solid case to be in, especially if people count the 2017 World Series. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I do think Beltron will set a precedent for all the Houston Astros to follow. Uh, that's assuming if, I mean, Correa, Altuve, maybe Bregman are up for uh, the Hall of Fame one day. Um I don't I don't know how many of those guys will actually end up having legitimate cases. I think Altuve is pretty much a lock to be uh you know on the ballot and and have a pretty strong case behind him. Um so yeah, I think I think whatever happens with Beltron this year and in, in the coming 9 years, assuming he stays on the ballot all 10 or isn't elected before then, will set the precedent for when the remaining guys uh, end up coming out of the ballot. Absolutely. And let's get to, unless either of you want to chime in on Carlos Beltran, there are a couple interesting first-timers, and that is Joe Maurer has the best case besides Adrian Beltre, and then there's kind of the epitome of Hall of Very Good, as much as it hurts me to say that, and that is the Chase Utley, David Wright, Jose Reyes, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Harvey, or not Matt Harvey, Matt Holiday. Matt Harvey would be fascinating. Um, but I don't think... Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't. Huh? Matt Harvey would not be a fascinating case for the Hall of Fame. I'm thinking if he made the Hall of Fame ballot, that would be fascinating. I don't know if he has 10 years even. Um, is there a case for any of these guys even to stick around another year? I mean, the only guy that makes sense is Joe Maurer. I mean, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think that... Joe Maurer is kind of one of those things where how do you balance like longevity versus just being very elite for a very short period of time. I think that you see, again, it's like you just said, a lot of these guys are just in that tier below of the hall. Very good guys who are good at their position for a long time, but just really weren't elite enough to be in what you have as the hall of fame. I think Maurer just because he was the only one that was the best catcher in baseball for a good four to five year stretch has maybe a case, but I really think none of these guys did enough. I think the only one that has some of an argument would be Maurer. And Dylan, I know you, I know you have a case for David Wright, okay. but I, I mean, we were talking a little while ago about how like it's kind of shocking how similar his case is to Don Mattingly, right? Like heart and soul of your franchise for ten years, like mm-hmm. like love the like loved by the fans, but just does not have the counting stats to to back up a Hall of Fame case. So I think, like, honestly, when you look at what happened to Mattingly, it sort of shows what's going to happen to David Wright. And now, whether that's fair or not, it's to be determined. Now, though, Don Mattingly stuck on the ballot for 15 years. That, that's true. I'm, I'm not, I, I just don't think David Wright ever gets it. He, he might survive, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how, how I think- likely it is. The problem is that people, Joe Maurer is currently polling at around 80%, which is fascinating to me. And Chase Utley is currently polling around 60% on that's, the track back. That's ridiculous. 
means that both of them are at least going to stay on the ballot again for another year. I don't think either gets in because usually what happens is more ballots get revealed. They go down in percentages because the people who reveal their ballots first, like, the, yeah, I voted for 10 people. So much fun. Or the black dudes that vote for zero. But David Wright's gotten around, I think, 6% of the vote right now, which means he's on pace to probably not make it. But I think if you're voting Maurer and you're voting for Chase Utley, I don't know how you don't vote for David Wright. Purely because at their peak, Wright is better than Utley. And yes, Utley played for a little bit longer than David Wright, so his counting stats are slightly better. Again, not marginally, or not, is marginally small? They're not So they're only marginally better than David Wright's statistics. And David Wright for sure, and we have the stats to back it up, and I'll rattle off a couple of courtesy of Matthew Brownstein that there's only been one third baseman in Major League Baseball history to have 200 home runs and 150 stolen bases in his first 10 seasons. That's David. There's only been two players, according to Fuzzy, shout out to a friend of the podcast, but there's only been two people in Major League Baseball history to have a 300 batting average, 220 home runs, 180 stolen bases, and over 300 doubles by the time they're 30 years old. And that is Alex Rodriguez, who we're all saying is a sure about Hall of Famer if he didn't take steroids, and David Wright. So based on his peak, Oh, we got we have one more for you. That's uh, such a cop out. That first, that's such a cop out. According to Matthew Brownstein as well. So maybe <laughs> get mad on the podcast because he's a big David Wright Hall of Famer. But there have only been six Major League Baseball players to have 200 homers and hit over 300 and have 150 stolen bases in their first 10 seasons. So there's that's more than not the cop out stat. That's a good like round numbers: 200 homers, 175 steals, 300 batting average. Six guys. Willie Mays, A-Rod, Trout, Larry Walker, Ryan Braun, which, again, steroids. We'll see what happens with Ryan Braun in a couple of years. And David Wright. So the the 20 to 30, there's no argument to be made. First ballot Hall of Famer. If he, he played for 10 extra years, yes. Problem but he is, why should it matter if he hung around and sucked for 10 years? What do you mean? Which what? Is, which is because what Chase Utley did. Chase Utley was Chase not, Utley's not a Hall of Famer. Well, we don't think Chase Utley's a Hall of Famer, so. That's like, what Andrew Jones did. And we had arguments that Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. I didn't give an argument for Andrew Jones as a Hall of Famer. Andrew Jones was a. I'm not. I'm not a very big. I know, like we hate. We hate to see it on Twitter now, and it seems like crappy, because like oh like. Get everyone in. I'm not big on a I Henry said I'm not big on a big Hall of Fame. Like I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm big on the elite, the Hall of Fame being specifically for the elite of the elite. Like I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, I think Mike Messina has no business being in the Hall of Fame. He is, there's nothing we can do about it, but and that gives way for guys like Andy Pettit to maybe get in the Hall of Fame. I think that the Hall of Fame needs to be for guys who are the elite at their craft, meaning if the way that I've always thought about it, I I heard like three Hall of Fame voters say the same thing for three different sports, and it's how I've always viewed the Hall of Fame. If I'm talking about someone who's never doesn't know what baseball is, and I'm trying to explain it to them and give them the history of baseball, the guys that I need to include in that story are the people in the Hall of Fame for me. And I think that that only gives way for the elite of the elite. And I think that guys who were go who they were good for a small period of time, and then they really suck. Guys like Chase Utley, um, people who were only good for a short period of time, and they weren't elite enough to mention to get mentioned like David Wright. Don't get it. I think guys who are just 
pretty good for a long time. Like maybe your Jimmy Rollins who had his MVP season, but really other than that was just a, a very good baseball player, not an elite baseball player. Don't get in. I think guys like Joe Mar, they don't get in because I think it needs to be a lot more select than we think. I think that guys who were just good for a long time and weren't seen as one of the best at their position of all time don't deserve to get in. I, I mean, think- what do you, what do you, if I, when I say Chase Utley, what do you remember? First thing that comes to your head. Ruben Tejada. Exactly. <laughs> He's not a Hall of Famer. I think because the, that's what that's what that's what I think of too. <laughs> I mean, there is a little New York bias in there for us, but um, I think David Wright was a better baseball player than Scott Rowland. I don't think Scott Rowland should have been in it. Yeah, the, I think that was established. I'm, obviously, I'm not the one voting. I don't like that precedent thing because I think that oh, just because if, we're not going to put A Rod in because Barry Bonds isn't in. No, A Rod was the best third baseman or shortstop of all time, whichever position you want to choose. I mean, just because president, I mean, that's acting like we have the same voters. We're going to get different voters eventually over the next 10 years, hopefully, so that A-Rod could get in. But just to act, oh, I can't put one person in. This isn't Supreme Court cases. This is a Hall of Fame. I like that argument. All right, we got a couple other guys that are straggling on the ballot. I don't think any of these guys have a big shot, but stop me if you want to argue for one of them. Bobby Abreu, Jose Bautista, Mark Burley. Uh God bless him, but no, no, Bautista's not in, but that that bat flip should be. That bat should be in the Hall of Fame, but yeah. Bartolo, Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, Bartolo, you want to talk about a guy who's elite? <laughs> I mean, Cy Young, he was the best pitcher in the league. Imagine winning one. a Cy Young. Cy Young means you're at the elite. Not only that, again, talk about Otani. Otani is going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. Why? Yeah. Because he was able to hit and pitch at an elite <laughs> level. If you see what Bartolo Colon did offensively from the pitching side and defensively, I mean, just three stories. He won a Cy Young. There you go, pitching. That's one half of it. Then yeah, against the Marlins, just talk with Kyle Seeloff when we were talking about it. Just Great plug. Great athleticism. <laughs> peak athleticism with a behind-the-back flip to first base. There, defense. And then offense. James Shields, a guy who was seen as the ace for some time, just absolutely smokes a ball off of him. Like, just elite back control, elite bat speed. I think when you're talking about a guy who did it all, you have Otani. Otani really hasn't shown what he can do defensively. There's only one person who has done, been able to do something offensively, defensively, and pitch at an elite level, and that's Marcelo Colon. No, no argument from us, although I don't think any of us voted for Perfect. First ballot. Corey Hunter. Victor Martinez, Andy Pettit, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, Francisco Rodriguez, who is closer than people give him credit for. Although I don't Francisco's think Francisco's a lot closer. I think Francisco definitely. I, I don't have him now, but I think like just because of like the more I look at it and the more I look at him, probably mm-hmm. I think I need to look at it again, but he may be. I think Jimmy Ross also on here. Omar Vizquel, who's obviously got some off the field stuff. Gary Sheffield, I Love him. I'd make the argument for him, but I don't think he gets in, so we're not going to waste too much time there. And then James Shields, who the problem is you use that Ruben Tejada thing, Henry. I think the two mm-hmm. instances that people remember James Shields by are Bartolo's home run and Tatis. And Tatis, which disrespect on James Shields, because is he a Hall of Famer? No. But we're going to be the one place that actually shouts out to him for having a good career. I don't know. He's got a ERA. But... No, but that's the thing. Did he even, like, 
he's got he had some, he had some great four, seasons. He's got as many he, losses as wins. He, yeah, he had like he had some great seasons. Like I I won't deny that, but he had some like seasons where you were like, can this guy actually throw a baseball properly? Shout out 2013. He threw 230 innings and had a three ERA. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he had, he had some 11 really Cy Young that year somehow, which is like I'm sorry, you can't make one All Star game and and make all of him. Like you were barely an All Star. If if he didn't have that year, if you wiped that year, we'd be arguing for a guy to make the Hall of Fame. Even no, we're not. You know, he's not making it. But like we'd be talking about a guy making the Hall of Fame that didn't make an All Star game. Like, Worst guy he's not even Hall of Fairy good. He's Hall of maybe yeah. good. He's Hall of Good. Uh, worst guy on the ballot this year. I hate to do this to someone, but is it James Shields? Is it Brandon Phillips? Yeah. Or is it Victor Martinez? Oh, it's James Shields. It's James no, Shields. Victor Martinez is our, is one of the most I think, of all time. I think people forget how much of a dog Victor Martinez was. Like, Yeah. Like Victor Martinez was a lot better than people remember. I think that, yeah, I mean, career 295 hitter. I mean, uh, 295 is 10 times better than a 4 ERA. I mean, how many are? Let's see. I, he had a second place in MVP. Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah, he's way better than freaking. He's way better than James Shields. <laughs> All right, so that concludes our Hall of Fame discussion about. Without actually, the last thing I want you guys to do: read off your ballot. Who would we've talked about everyone, but we haven't actually officially declared who we'd put on. So, James, if you'd like to go first, the people you to put on your Hall of Fame ballot are. Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, um, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, and there's is there who? Oh, Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Um, am I missing anybody? No, those are the big five. Uh, I think that's it. Nico. I have uh Beltre, A Rod, Manny, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Henry. After much careful consideration, I have A-Rod, Manny, Beltre, Billy Wagner, and you know, I'll say Andrew Joe or um, I'll say uh, Andy Pettit. Throw Andy Pettit on there. Throw my boy. Interesting. I will go all the names that have been mentioned already. Beltre, A-Rod, Manny, Sheffield, I think Carlos Beltran, I think Billy Wagner. I gotta do it. All right. <laughs> I got. I, I preach to the choir. I gotta do it. David Wright's on there. I think he's a Hall of Famer. No, but we need twenty-one people to vote for David Wright this year. We already have one guy on the podcast. That's with Dylan. It's to do it. Not no. We've gotten one BBWA writer on the show, and he voted for David Wright. So that's one. We got twenty to go, and we got like a month and a half until ballots are due. So. Get ready to have a lot of BBA writers on the podcast soon to me pitch to them that David Wright should be on their ballot. But we also have one new Hall of Famer already. It was announced a couple days ago. Jim Leland elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. Won a World Series. Was the manager of the Team USA WBC that also won a championship. Proven winner. Managed the Pirates. Managed the Marlins. Managed the Tigers. Made a little pit stop in Colorado. Anyone want to give some praise and some flowers to Jim Leland before we wrap up? I mean, yeah, I mean, the first World Series, I have a picture in my room of the 1997 World Series, and it's like all the guys that were in it. And Jim Leland was, you know, the manager of that one. So, you know, again, one of the guys that was just always seen as a great manager for uh, as 
as long as he was there. I mean, coached some of the best guys in the game. And I think everyone agrees that when you think of top managers in at least like our era, like 2000s and early 2010s, he's one of them. Sadly, couldn't get one with the Tigers, but I think that they were knocking on the door. So, I mean, one of the greatest managers of our era. Henry, you got anything? Nico. Nico hit the nail on the head. James, you got anything? He's old. <laughs> Jesus. Astute observation there. <laughs> Um, but of course, we'll be back later in the week. It's of course whole, uh, winter meetings week. So again, we're not committing and saying at the beginning of the episode, hey, it is Tuesday because we don't know when this is going to be released. This is going to be on the day that we were bored without any MLB signings and rumors. So we'll see when this is released. But until the next time, great interviews in the future, great content in the future. Thanks again to all of our listeners who helped us make November our most successful month we've had inside retired history and we're hoping to do so again in december so we'll see what happens on that front but for dylan james nico and henry until the next time side is retired